I can't even picture what no. this looks like, really. Like, your your arms, fingers, nose, mouth, and ears are all twisted. You know I like that. I know. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we're talking about ghost ships. Mm-hmm. Ships that pass in the night full of spirits. You might hear or tell of them on a full moon. Mm-hmm. Some ghostly captain at the helm. That's right. Floating just off the shore. That's right. We're talking about stories of ghost ships and hauntings out on the high seas, but also the movie Ghost Ship, yep. which we'll watch and he's going to tell us all about. Yes. Uh, should I just start? I think so. I would to like to with hear the movie? about it. Yeah. This, I, I feel like this movie has a degree of notoriety that I'm not sure... Is earned? Yeah. Uh-huh. I liked it I liked it in, like, admittedly kind of an ironic way i had never seen it before okay had you seen this movie yes but i mean a long long time ago like yeah. pretty soon after it came out i know i watched it at my friend's house we probably rented it from like blockbuster or something yeah it's from 2002 so mm-hmm. yeah that easily could have been the case right um it's so somewhat notorious for its opening that's the only thing i remember pretty much i have to say i think culturally that's the only thing people seem to know about this movie or have held on to i'm sure there are outliers i'm sure there are people that like love this but right um i i just know that i knew about the intro Mm -hmm. without having seen the movie i had friends that you know maybe somebody even showed it to me but i never saw the full movie but the, the intro lingered on yeah so let me just say uh for everybody out there i'm gonna be spoiling the movie Ghost Ship. So mm-hmm. if you are afraid of spoilers for that movie, jump to the second half of this episode. Yeah. Um, but if you're not afraid of spoilers or you already know them, let's just jump right in. Yeah. Chart a course right to your story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that I've probably tapped out of any sort of maritime jokes. I don't know a whole lot about the high seas. Nautical puns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So this movie has a 5.5 on IMDb, which I would say is low. It's got a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that is very low. With this consensus. With a plot creaky as a boat, Ghost Ship fails to deliver the scares. Okay. When did film criticism get loaded with puns? You know? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I don't, it feels like it's always been. I know. Is that a Gene Shalit thing? Maybe. I, don't, I feel like Siskel and Ebert also trotted it out, but Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. So it's directed by Steve Beck, who also previously directed 13 Ghosts, the remake of 13 oh, Ghosts okay. with Matthew Lillard and Tony Shalhoub, <laughs> the dream team. My dream team. <laughs> Lillard. <laughs> Shaloub up on the screen during the trailer. <sighs> it's another Lillard Shaloub vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> this was uh, Steve Beck's final movie. Okay. Surprisingly, to look at it, Carl Urban is in the cast. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Carl Urban is? Mm-hmm. He he's uh, on that show, The Boys, right now. Okay. He was in the modern Star Trek reboots that okay. J.J. Abrams did. He's, I'm thinking he might be the guy from The Boys who I see all the time, and I don't know who in he like is. a trench coat. I don't know. I'm Maybe. gonna look him up now. Uh, I've never seen the show, but there's also a guy that's basically Superman who's like an Aryan mm-hmm. German. Oh, that's who I'm thinking Superman. of. Yeah, it's not, okay, it's not, not that him. guy. Okay. guy. But uh, all right, I already know this guy. Yeah, Carl Urban. He's yep. he's great. I I like him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I like him from necessarily, but I like him. Yeah. Um, but he's in this movie way before clearly 
his name demanded respect <laughs> because he's sort of just like a, a schlubby like deck hand yeah. in this. He's scrubbing kind of a the joke, poop deck. Basically, there's a joke where he finds a tin of beans in the ghost ship and is like, oh, score beans. <laughs> and he's eating them. And he and his friend are like eating them and smiling at each other. Like in Harry Potter when Crabbe That's and Goyle, exactly what I was just thinking. When they find those poisoned mu- muffins. Yeah. And they're just smiling and eating together <laughs> until he looks back down and the beans are actually maggots. Worms. Yeah. I knew it. it. It's exactly that scene. Um, and then he's even later on. Again, we're in spoilers here. Yeah. At some point, somebody's like, has anybody seen him? And he died minutes ago and we didn't even know. <laughs> It's really? like, yeah, it's like there's no pomp and circumstance. He's the only person I really know. Yeah. Um, Juliana Margulies, though. From ER. The the things I knew about it that I told Will about her are that Juliana Margulies is in it. Yes. And the opening scene, which we didn't explain. No, because I'm going to get there. Okay. I'm going to get there. But so Juliana Margulies even said um, after the fact that when she signed on, this movie was supposed to be quote, a psychological thriller about what happens when you have too much of something. Money is evil. Greed. But when she showed up to the film, quote, suddenly I was in a really awful horror movie and it was shocking. Oh, boy. Everybody signed on before the script was changed to the last second. There must have been drastic changes then, right? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Um, This is a Dark Castle Mm -hmm. movie. Dark Castle is a label that was initially formed to remake William Castle's films. We, okay. We talked about William Castle on the show a long time ago. He was very much like a an out there brash film promoter yeah. with a bunch of gimmicks like, you know, we'll have an ambulance waiting outside if the movie scares you so hard that you need medical attention. Yes. Um, but this is the first time they made a movie that was not a remake mm-hmm. of one of his films. This is an original story. Spoiler alert, their conception of it was, what if The Shining took place on the sea. Yeah. What if the Overlook Hotel was a luxury was a cruise boat. liner? Yeah. Can you imagine if that was what a boat? What if Shining was boat? Yes. If Shining was boat. Yeah. <laughs> they had that on a on like a whiteboard <laughs> in an office somewhere. So the way the movie opens, this cold open that people seem to have really held on to. Yeah. I have to say Kind of liked it. Yeah, liked I mean, it. it was memorable to me. I, I literally don't remember anything else about the plot of the movie, but I remembered this. I have to say, I'm going to use a word that I usually don't like using. Mm-hmm. I mean it in an affectionate way. It's like trashy. Uh-huh. It's like a little, like, just like, it's it's a little out there and exploitative and in your face in yeah. a way that's just unexpected. Yeah. So it's it's a bunch of people dancing on a fancy cruise liner, you know. In the the roaring 30s or something, uh-huh. whatever, the 40s. Roaring 20s? Tor- 20s. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, you know, a, a lounge singer who's serenading as everybody slow dances. And we meet a few people. We meet, like, the captain. And we meet a little girl who's on board the ship and plays with, like, a little Rubik's Cube thing with letters on it and stuff. Does that um, play into anything? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, something goes wrong, Kristen. Something goes horribly wrong. Oh, no. Somebody, a gloved hand from a person off screen, throws oh, a switch. Fun. Right? And then this, this metal cable starts to be pulled tight yeah. somewhere. Like, yeah. Like, really, really tight. We don't quite know what's going to happen until all the machinery goes haywire and this metal cable uh, 
starts uh, 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 spooling mm-hmm. really tightly and quickly, and that causes this giant chip arm thing to swing across the dance floor, pulling the metal cable with it. This metal cable slices person by person by person, slices through the middle of everybody on the dance floor. Yeah. The Everybody freezes in place, almost like what just happened like mm-hmm. a metal almost like a lightsaber went through everybody this thing yeah so quickly perfectly cleanly people have a moment to lock eyes with each other like something's wrong before they begin to fall to pieces on camera oh yeah yeah this is the weird part because that's a fun idea yeah no I, right? i'm into it it's a fun sort of gritty gunky yeah. out there horror idea but some of the choices are real weird there's a man who like, you know, he's sliced in half, like, like basically Bisected. across his stomach. Yeah. So his, we freeze on him for a second, and then his shirt falls. Okay. Making it look now like he's wearing a belly shirt tuxedo. Uh-huh. Because his tux was cut in half. Now we see his tummy. Then his pants fall. So he's just standing there in boxers with a red line across his stomach. Yeah. Then he falls apart entirely. Like, they made weird choices as if everyone was, that like, frozen weird. in time right? by the slice. Right. And, like, people, the way their body parts will sort of, like, jumble and fall apart doesn't quite look right. Yeah. And, like, somebody's, like, crawling toward one of their severed limbs trying to put it back on. The Boy. little girl was on the dance floor. And she was dancing with the captain. She looks up and he's looking. And I think this in particular is the shot that sticks with people. Yeah. He's looking down at her and his face is like aghast. And his mouth is hanging open with a red line across from corner of his lip to his corner of his lip. He's been cut in half through half his head. So the top part of his Why? head falls or off. How? I guess the cable was slicing across and, and like went, it went up vertically yeah. higher. So the cable went toward the girl and then went above the girl basically. Yeah. So she's left alive. At the end of this cold open, on a dance floor full of the dead. I was about to ask if it was Juliana Margulies, but it's probably too long no, ago. too long ago. Was it and the so, lady from the Titanic? Sure. Was it like an old lady later who's like, that was me? That little girl was me. Yeah. No. Oh. But so they give you this visual of a girl. It seems like she's almost on an entire ship where everyone's dead. Yeah. What's she going to do? She's just trapped out at sea? Right. Spoiler alert, what happened that night is way more convoluted than a cable going berserk. Uh-huh. It's so convoluted. It's too convoluted. So wait, are they like, oh, this was the legend of what happened here, and they show us that, and then they're like, but that's not really what happened. No, that's what the movie shows us as something that happened, and then our characters will investigate the ship and uncover that okay. really happened. But so we've got to meet our plucky crew mm-hmm. of uh, of people who salvage wrecks and sell them for money. Yeah. Um, now, I wrote down some names here because it occurred to me that the format of this movie was like, um, I know, this keeps coming up lately, Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, it does keep coming up. In that movie and in many movies like this where you meet like a bunch of like rough guys who like <laughs> work on machinery, they all have like yeah. one name. You know, and like, they always have, like, an old lady who they love, yeah. who, like, feeds them sandwiches. Mother, yeah, something like yeah. that. But So it's always like, Horkus, <laughs> you good with that? You got a chopper. Like, they all have, like, one yeah. name, one one word names. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote down a bunch. You tell me if these are real or not. Oh, okay. Okay, Murphy. Real. Spokes. Real. Chowderhead. Not real. Chop. Not real. Greer. Real. Rex. Real. Munder. <laughs> Not real. Bronto. Not real. Epps. Real. Rover. Real. Dodge. Not real. Bishop. 
Not real. Vasquez. Real. Honk. Not real. Hog. Real. Honk. Not real. Hug. Not real. Hicks. Real. Hocus. Not real. Ferryman. <laughs> real. Oh, well, just stop here. Uh, uh, you got some of them right and some of them wrong. Okay, very good. <laughs> but it just proves the point. Who the hell knows? It's yeah, right. Like just a, just a, a crew of guys with funny nicknames. A crew of, yeah, a crew of nicknames with somewhat disposable, moderately comedic nicknames. Sure. Uh, Munder is real, by the way. Munder is Carl Urban. Really? I specifically, when I heard Munder, I was like, that's a name that Will would make up. Munder. I couldn't believe it. And later on, somebody goes, where's Munder? It, it still is a name that you would make up, but you just happened not to this time. Has anyone seen Munder? Munder. And it turns out he was already dead. <laughs> okay. No respect for Munder. From eating the can of maggot beans? Yeah. So there's a moment where uh, they finish like salvaging a wreck. We see that they're sort of reckless in doing this, but they make the money. Yeah. And when we find out that they're good at what they do is they cut to a bar. Gabriel Byrne is their leader. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, yeah. He dumps out a big bag of money on the middle of their table, and they all go, yes, to the sea. They cheers to the sea, Kristen. It's a public bar. There are people all around. He oh dumps piles of money on the table, and everyone on the crew just indiscriminately grabs just one. grabs pieces of money. How do you know how much? Right. You got what? This is chaos. Munder might have gotten, like, hundreds of dollars, and then Vasquez yes. only got 10. It's chaos. It's not right. <laughs> it's a bad system. Yeah. And I think they should change it. They'll never get the chance. No, but they're having such fun. That's all they care about. Yes. They probably live to go out on the sea. To the sea. Yeah. To the sea. So, we're introduced to a new guy. He's over here their conversations about salvaging this is ferryman mm-hmm. he's played by the guy who plays quinn on dexter that okay. makes sense to you yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe a few people out yes. there he's just a guy right quinn fer- yep. ferryman in this movie so he's basically saying i found out about a ship and you guys are salvagers i want you to help me mm-hmm. i'll cut you in on the deal wait does he just I happen get... to be at the bar and he hears them yelling about the sea so he's yeah, like I, I, seemed he's like looking... just the guys for the job i guess he's looking for like salvage crews right so he's like you that can help out. me and I'll give you a cut. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, what's to stop us from just going on our own? He's like, I'm coming with you. Insurance. <laughs> so now he's tagging along. He gets like seasick on the way. Yeah. You know, he's he's a landlubber. Yeah, of course. But so they're going to find this boat. A couple of cool things happen. There's a guy that's like watching the um, the echo locator, the radar. Yeah. And a ship appears on the radar and then disappears from the radar. Where he's like, I could have nice. sworn I saw something. It's kind of fun. Yeah, totally. And eventually they find it. Giant, giant cruise liner. And it turns out that this is basically like a legend uh, of the sea. Mm. Uh, Gabriel Byrne knows about it. The Antonia Garza. Graza. It disappeared in 62. No one ever found it. And here it is still floating. So they're going to go aboard and check it out. Um, It definitely feels like a floating haunted house. It's kind of charming in that way it's it's kind of enjoyable once everybody uh uh gets on board we see that little rubik's cube toy with the letters on it the girl was playing with it Mm -hmm. uh it says at first i'm bored Uh and once they step on it changes to say welcome aboard and that was weird that's when i got a chill (laughs) (laughs) it's not even a, a I guess you just call it wordplay. It's weird wordplay. It's very, very weird. Whatever. I, the whole movie. Like it said bored and now it also says bored. Bored. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> so they all get on and they all split up and they all have their own separate ghostly experiences. Um, it is so much of a Shining ripoff. Uh-huh. I have another game for you. I wrote down three things. Yeah. Which one of these... Happens in The Shining and also happens in Ghost Ship. Okay. Okay? A sexy ghost 
turns out to actually be a spooky decomposing corpse. All right? Okay. A sober guy who ends up sharing a drink with a ghost. Or an ambiguously powerful entity known as the management is in control of everything behind the scenes. And I'm picking which one of these happened? Mm -hmm. I think the first one. I think the sexy ghost. You're right. But you would also be right if you picked either of the others. <laughs> it was a trick question. They all happened. They all happen in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, and then it also occurred to me that this movie with them getting onto the ghost ship and splitting up, it's also like that 30 Seconds to Mars music video. Well, yes, because that 30 Seconds to Mars music video is The Shining. Yeah, but it feels cheap. Well, you know. Like this movie kind of does. Yeah, I see what you're saying. In an enjoyable, fun way. Like, I enjoyed my time with this movie. Of course. But it feels more like the 30 Seconds seconds to mars parody of the shining than the than shining it feels like the shining yeah i yeah. mean that makes sense to me and also i wrote it down because we we watched this on a show this is mm -hmm. from the netherworld dispatch episode five scary music videos if you want to watch us watch that 30 seconds to mars shining esque yeah. music video yeah, i love that episode of the show i think it's very fun it's one of my favorite things that we've ever done yeah um so some of the things that people witness by going through there is a lounge singer's cigarette. The mm -hmm. lounge singer is a ghost now, and her cigarette is still burning in the ashtray. Oh. Oh, is somebody just here? Yeah. The captain's whiskey is still good and, like, poured into a glass just sitting out. My God. There are bodies piled up in a closed room that come, like, washing out in water. Uh-huh. And the two characters that see it, they're like, ah, ah, oh, my God, ah! And the water stops flowing, and, and it becomes just, like, a tepid pool of bodies floating. They're like, we got to get out of here. Like they're so like chill. Immediately, like the temperature drops. They're not as freaked out. Precipitous. Or at least not as, you know, like frantic. Yeah. Uh, th there are fun things that I was like, I'm curious to see how they answer these. Yeah. I, I, I like this because they see other things that don't make sense. They get on board and they see a digital watch, mm -hmm. which wouldn't have been around in 62. Right. Um, so that indicates somebody's probably been here. Some other salvage crew probably came here and got gobbled up. Yeah. Eaten by the ship. They, f they find a pool on the ship, and in the pool, which is empty, so you can walk down to the like deep end, there are bullet holes mm. on the wall of the pool. Almost like there was like, you know, somebody lined up and shot. Yeah. There's also a straight razor covered in blood. It feels recent. Uh-huh. It's like not ancient. It's still red, but yeah. dry. So somebody's been here. Maybe multiple people have come to this ship and befallen a horrible Something happened. fate. Spoiler alert, almost all of those are going to ex get explained by one instance. One big conglomo problem. Yeah. And I almost wish that it was like somebody finds this ship all the time. Right. This is a ship you don't want to find. Mm -hmm. You'll think that you are like uncovering like something that's going to make you wealthy or, or famous, but it's actually really bad luck to get on here. Many people have died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's not quite that way. It's all going to come back to 1962. Okay. Almost everything except for the digital watch basically yeah. happened that one night in 1962. Do we have an answer about the digital watch? No. It's sort oh, of it's indicated... It's just telling you that there was another crew here yes. that fell some tragedy. I wish the signs of violence yeah. indicated that other people were here. Somebody could have just left their watch and left. I don't know. The indications will be that probably somebody did come and die, but mm -hmm. like bullet holes in the wall, the straight razor, the whiskey. I wish that those were like somebody was here like last week. Right. And they died. Right. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't quite go that way so uh they try to fire up their boat to get out of there but a ghost opens some propane tanks okay. and it explodes the boat uh the little girl ghost keeps popping up is she evil is she watching them she sort of like smiles like she's evil uh -huh. then it turns out <laughs> she might be warning them 
Oh, well, why is she acting so weird? Because it's scary. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the airship explodes. They're stranded. The ghosts begin to manifest and talk. Um, The captain shows a drink with Gabriel Byrne. Um, uh, It's exactly like Jack Torrance. Mm -hmm. We find out that the ghost ship had found yet a different lost ship. Oh, okay. Prior to that night. They found a bunch of gold on that ship, brought it onto their ship, and then they befell a horrible fate, and now people keep going to the Wasn't their gold, was it? Exactly. Right. Uh, The little girl sort of explains that there's a big evil ghost who's in control of everything and trying to acquire more souls. Bring people to the ship. More souls! Yeah. So maybe the digital watch is is like that. Um, And then the guy who keeps seeing the lounge singer ghost? Mm Mm-hmm. At one point, his entire character arc is, I got to get home to my fiance. Uh-oh. Then he Makes sees... Makes out with the lounge singer? Kristen, he sees sexy ghost. She, like, leads him to, like, a, a room. Yeah. He walks toward her, reaches down, and we hear zipping. Instantly? Yes. And he says the line, can't cheat on your fiance with a dead girl, right? So he knows she's a ghost in that moment. Okay. Like, Jack Torrance might have been, like... No, I, I think he hallucinating was hallucinating right. or out of his mind or like he was feverish. He wasn't like, may as well smooch a specter. Right. The old ball and chains downstairs gonna kiss a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy says, can't shoot on your fiance. <laughs> can't shoot on your fiance with a dead He knows. He knows what, what he's he? getting himself into. Boy. So I wrote Is it worth it? Does it does that go okay? I don't think so. I wrote she lures him in with promises of celebration. Right. But it's actually an elevator shaft. He falls to his death. Oh, and my then God. She, wow, it's quite simple. She turns away from the elevator shaft, and immediately, she's a waterlogged corpse, and they just cut away. <laughs> it's like the cheapest, the cheapest, to the point where you're and like, also, why is, bother? What does this mean? Why? By the way, she died young and beautiful. Oh, well. We'll I, find out later. Yeah. She but I guess she would be waterlogged, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I guess it also indicated to me like some sort of age. I wrote waterlogged, like yeah. my description of her corpse, but like uh-huh. she's not she like She looks like Massey. an old lady yeah, ghost. you know? That doesn't make sense. So we get an edgy montage. I forgot about this. When they when they find out what really happened, there's an edgy montage with like Ocean's Eleven music, like heist music plays. And we see what happened that night. So in addition... Well, I guess because it's like a cool, jazzy atmosphere. They're on like a rich person ship. Well, and it's a 2002 movie, so it's all like right. new butt metal. Right. <laughs> butt rock. That's what you think is Ocean's Eleven music? Well, it's edgier than that. It's yeah. like electric guitar heist montage uh-huh. music. But we're seeing people die. So people were poisoned. People were shot in that pool. In the 60s, the singer was in on a scheme. Somebody had come for the gold. That this ship found. They want to know where the gold at. And they were being led by that guy from Dexter. Oh. Oh, all that time ago. The guy who lured our new salvage crew to the ship Mm -hmm. was there in 62, also as a young man. Okay. How possible. This guy's, yeah, who is phone? This guy's just a ringer to get more and more people to the ship. How he do. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out his... Yeah, he's his name's Jack. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he kills the lounge singer. He puts a hook through her face. Oh yeah. God! It's, it's Everything weird. has to be Bodie. Everything has to be Bodie. You know, like, everybody a hook through the face. Everybody's gonna die, and then now we've revealed that that 
the guy from Dexter, who I already told you was named Ferryman. Yeah. Is the ferryman. Oh, my God. He's bringing people to the ship all the time to collect more and more souls. It was staring us in the face it was. You the entire known. time. He says, I'm a salvager, just like you. Ah. You collect boats. I collect souls. Shit-eating grin. Yeah. Cookie-eating Cookie grin. Cookie-eating grin on his face. If I lose this ship, management won't be happy. Keeps talking about management all of a sudden. Because this it's El Diablo. The El not Diablo part of, of anything, sea. I guess. So he really brought them there to fix the ship to make sure it stays afloat. He needs to keep it floating for management or whatever. <laughs> the final person blows it up. <laughs> Escapes. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But then, oh, I forgot about this. So she blows up the ship. <clears throat> She's stranded on the high seas. She gets rescued. All right. So somebody's like bringing her onto the ship. But then she sees there's a new rock sting. And Quinn from Dexter is coming onto the ship bringing the gold oh. from the ghost ship onto this new saver ship. Mm-hmm. And he shoots her a look. And we're like, oh, no, it's happening again. Yeah. Credits. And we head bang. <laughs> So I wrote down some quick uh, trivia that I thought was kind of interesting. One of them yeah. is actually like meant to – it almost feels like this is supposed to explain everything, but it's not part of the movie really, but we'll get there. So the ghost ship was originally conceived of as The Shining on a cruise liner. In The Shining, the character of Wendy Torrance says, oh, it's like a ghost ship. Oh. When the manager, Stuart Ullman, tells her how deserted the Overlook Hotel will feel when all the guests and staff have gone away. Oh, okay. Now, wait, if that was, if the original idea of the movie was that it was going to be like The Shining on a ship, how is that matching with Juliana Margulies said about it being about, you know, excess? No, because that was all changed. Oh, but I, I guess I thought like the original idea was the same as what she had oh, heard. I I, so I guess it's not really the original idea. It's I the mean, maybe, maybe still it would be like the theme of excess mm-hmm. in The Shining on a ship. Yeah. That's, that's possible, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. So here's the, here's, the big, uh, here's the big explainer. Although it is not said, it isn't explained in detail, the movie turns around to deal with the devil. At an undetermined point of time and after a life full of sins, Jack Ferryman died. And his soul went to hell where the devil proposed him a deal. Collect a ship full of sinner souls and be free or stay in hell by paying for his sins with an eternity of suffering. Back again to the land of the living as a soul collector, Ferryman uses the Antonia Graza as headquarters, looking for corrupted people to deceive them with the false opportunity to gain great money and fame recovering the ship, using the stolen gold as an additional resource, calling to their greed. Once on the Antonia Graza, the chosen by ferrymen succumb to their own sins, being marked with the signal of the hook to be part of hell. This, like, doesn't happen in the movie. You can, you can intuit this these is, things, but this yeah. is, like, heavy yes, theoretical it's lore. It's like the key yeah. to what the movie is about. However, children like Katie Harwood can't be marked, the little girl, right? since children are pure of heart and free of any <laughs> sin. Being able to retain her on the ship, but not control her like the rest of the collector. That's why she was able to like yeah. actually serve as a warning. Turned to the the what? Turned the slaves to kill more victims in order to fill the ship. So I guess that's like the lounge singer uh-huh. being used. Right, right. Theoretically, and if the deal is kept by the devil, when the Antonio Graza was full of sinners, ferrymen would go back to hell for bringing the ship 
to the devil to be free from his eternal punishment. So fill the ship with souls. Okay. Give it to the devil so you can go free. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, but his selection of the Arctic Warriors crew, our main characters, yeah. turns against, against him. As our main character learns about his mission after the death of her partners and she blows up the ship, sinking it and liberating all of the collected souls to go to heaven. Mm. Nonetheless, it is revealed in the epilogue, Ferryman wasn't killed in the explosion because he wasn't alive. Using the Arctic Warriors' dead members as a new crew and starting again to fill another ship of sinners. Holy none of that is, now, like None of that is in the movie, basically. And so where did you find that That was on IMDb. Like in the trivia? Yeah, because trivia on IMDb is no longer trivia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's um, I it's wonder, explanations that the movie didn't have time for. I wonder how that information got transmitted. Like, was uh, maybe there was like, because it's so clearly not trivia. It sounds no, I know. like it's story. Yeah, story. Maybe they had a DVD with commentary or something. Or remember in like the early two thousands, they had those DVDs where like. You could also put them in your computer, a DVD-ROM, and it would unlock a big text file. Oh, only <laughs> vaguely, actually. I, I oh, don't sure. really remember. This was a big thing. I don't really remember doing that. I definitely. No one did it. Okay. I mean, I definitely watched, you know, if it was something that I, like, cared about, would, like, go through all of the special features. Yeah. But I don't really remember that. No, nobody really, like, That's so that. strange for all of that info. Well, I guess it is and it isn't. Like, it's, I was about to say it's so strange for all that information to exist, but I know it's for sure a thing that there's, like, a lot more backstory yeah. than we realize from writers' perspectives and even actors' perspectives that helps them, like, inform sure. their decisions. But I don't know. It seems like a humongous chunk of what the movie is even about. It, it like, explains the movie. Right. I, I almost think, like, the only way you really maybe could do it, because it all would pivot around the idea of, like, unmasking ferrymen and being right. like, you're not just some guy who offered us the ship. You're the bad guy. Yeah. He'd have to be like, yeah. In 62, I made a deal with it. Like, you'd have to start saying all that. Maybe, right. though, maybe you uncover this by yeah. exploring the ship. That's maybe you what learn I was about thinking. a deal that was struck and somebody on board who shouldn't have been there. Like, you right. uncover these bits of backstory and then you go, it was you. Yes. All of the story we've been finding this whole time was you. I mean, if there was somebody who was aboard the ship who maybe can see ghosts or see into the past, they could get these snippets of the story, maybe, yeah. and then put it all together. Sure. So it wouldn't necessarily have to be such like a villain monologue. So loaded but at the end, yeah. yeah. But weird. The, the, the weird thing about it is, and maybe this is just like, I'm curious to know, and maybe somebody out there does know, if this is just a maritime legend, the idea mm. of you need to provide the devil with 100 souls right. for him to spare your own. Because that's the maybe. plot of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's oh, Chest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow is marked yeah, with that's the right. black spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, 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 old uh, Jack... Jeffrey Rush? Old no, who's the other one? You go to his locker, Davy Jones. Yeah. Oh, he plays Davy Jones. Old Davy Jones. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Bill Knight plays Davy Jones. Damn. Well, Jeffrey Rush is in Pirates of yes, the Caribbean, he plays right? Barbosa. Okay. Okay. Uh, but so Johnny Depp says, like, I'll give you a hundred souls mm -hmm. in exchange for mine. And the entire movie, there's like a whole scene where he's signing people up to yeah. crew his ship. And he it, he's like he, he made a bad deal. He didn't say what condition the souls have to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like he's like signing up like weirdos, right? <laughs> like, like people who have no, hapless. They're not going to do a great job at whatever he wants them to do. No, but the point yeah. is, get on the ship. I'm going to give you right to Davy Jones, who's basically the devil. But it did yeah. make me wonder, like the hundred souls swap a room. Is that a legend? 
It is nice I and clean. Know. I like it. I yeah. there's something tidy about it. Yeah, but this movie too. is just, you know, it's it's you know, 2002. It's a movie. Yeah, new metal, cheese horror, quick mm-hmm. cuts and Yeah, that's... It was entertaining enough. I enjoyed my time with it, but in that's very good. much in that like, hmm. How <laughs> how long was it? I'm curious. It was long enough. <laughs> <laughs> did it feel too long or did it feel okay? It felt okay to me. I think it was right, I, I want to say it was probably around the 90. tight 90. I, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. That's good. But there you go. That's that's the ghost ship. Yeah. Now let's hear about some of the knockoffs that happened in real life. All right, we're going to we're going to set sail to some of these real life copycats. But yes. first, we just want to make sure that you know about patreon.com/gttupod. This is our donation membership where you can give back to the show that we put out free every week and get tons of bonuses. We have a number of different tiers so you can pick the level that you're comfortable with and our um like biggest offering is that we produce a full extra episode every single week that comes out each Monday. It's really awesome. We also have a Discord that's full of other Guides the Unknown listeners chatting all day about different topics that are organized into different chat rooms. There are commentaries for all of the Scream movies. Um, There are all kinds of cool extras over there, so we hope you go check it out. Go check it out. It's basically like signing up for like Guide to the Unknown Prime or Guide to the Unknown Plus, something like that. You get a bunch of shows that are just over there, yep. patreon.com slash gttupod. Yeah. This past Monday, we watched more clips from Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. I could not resist. It may just become a, a regular feature over there for us to look at some Unsolved Mysteries clips. I mean, I'm advocating for that because I think it's so much fun and the members of our Patreon seem to really enjoy it. Super, super fun. It's awesome. We I, also dipped into In Search Of, yeah, um, hosted right. by Leonard Nimoy, which is kind of Unsolved Mysteries-esque. Yes, it was like fully like yeah. uh, all reenactments, which, yeah. I, which I love. But the thing I really want to point people to in the most recent episode is everything that we did to cover spontaneous human combustion. Yes. It was merely a teaser. I think we got to cover the actual theoretical uh-huh. phenomenon somewhere. But we watched Unsolved Mysteries coverage of it, right. and it was spicy. Yes, it was. They show, they reenact someone bursting into flames. There's a skeptic who's like, well, this is uh, absolutely preposterous. Any of you mystery mongers who push this theory, <laughs> uh, you should shut up and get a life. Right. Yikes. He says it's, it's intense. He's aggro. Yeah, he is aggro. Yeah, he goes beast mode. so that's waiting for you over at patreon.com slash gttu pod we really hope you join us it makes all the difference in the world to the show and thank you so much to everybody who already donates over there thank you everybody i've never said beast mode before i feel good good. yeah i mean honestly the people who donate to the patreon are going beast mode going like on supporting podcasts you know what turn to whoever you're with right now even if it's a mirror or a cat and go, that's it. I'm going beast mode. I'm going beast mode. And hit the click. I button. join. Join. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you about some, uh, some you know, real-ish, whatever, sure. yes. ghost ships. As well, real as the events of the movie Ghost Ship. Well, <laughs> if you're, the ships. If you're a hardline skeptic. Yeah. Of, of course. Um, so let's talk first about the Lady Lovey Bond. Lovey Bond. Yes. Oh. Um. So this ship set sail on February February 13th, 1748, going from England to Portugal. Okay. The captain of the ship's name was Simon Reed, and he and his brand new wife, Anetta, were on board. Um, and it's notable because there are legends that it's bad luck to have a woman on board a ship. So yeah. perhaps this is where the problem 
like stemmed from it. Probably, probably. had something to do with menses, <laughs> and yeah. Annetta kind of screwed this whole pooch. Um, so they set off without incident. <laughs> There's so many weird legends around, um, like having your period and it being a problem. Like, yeah. did you know that it's like a very old Italian thing that women who have their period can't be making the tomato sauce? Really? Yeah. Because, like, they'll do, like, a big batch. I said the tomato sauce funny. Like, yeah, 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 there's, yeah. like, an event where, like, the, everybody will make, like, a ton of tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, if you have your period, you're not supposed to do it because it, like, ruins the batch. Oh, I'd be <laughs> – I'd constantly just be like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't <laughs> I make the sauce again, everybody. I'm so sorry. As much as I use my period as an excuse in gym class, I would certainly <laughs> use it so I could get out of mushing up sick tomatoes with yeah. my hands. I also made sauce in gym class. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that you had the clothes there for you to change. That's right. That gym class locker came in handy. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so they, they were aboard. And then there was also... Okay, so they set off without incident. Everything's all fine until the first mate, John Waters, couldn't take it anymore and intentionally sailed them into extremely dangerous territory, killing everybody. Could it be the John Waters? What upset him so much? His tiny mustache. That little mustache was irritating. Him. Couldn't take it anymore. I've had enough of this ride. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> John Waters. The, do you do your John Waters? I can't, but he has just like, I don't know. Doesn't he have like a little voice? I can only no, think he of has him from, like, no, oh, he's the got, little children. He's in Seed of Chucky. True. No, I feel like he's got like a a, a, a nice like timbery. Did Siri give you John How Waters? How weird. What did it say? Robert the Doll. Oh, because it's the true story behind Child's Play. I heard you say Chucky. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Right, right. I was about to say that's so strange. Um, he's, I feel like he's got a, a nice, like, rich voice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter. But this guy's name was also John Waters. Um, so here is why that happened. Even though he served as the captain's best man in the wedding, and they were all heading out and having a party and celebrating. He was in love with Annetta, the bride. Mm. So when every, when they set sail and they're, you know, on a course, it's fine. Everybody went below deck to celebrate. He stayed above and he stewed until he finally snapped. So he eventually attacked, he attacked the bosun, some sort of ship guy that I'm going to be completely honest. I meant to Google and I didn't come back to Whatever. him. Whatever. He, he went, hey, Bosun. It's a ship man. Yeah. Uh, he attacked him so that he could take control of the ship and steer them into an area. I thought this was crazy. At first when I was reading it, I was skimming and I was like, I don't really care about the particulars, but it is kind of interesting. Uh, he, he steered them into an area that had such high sediment under the water. So that's, you know, like sandy stuff um, that it was known to suck ships in. What? Almost like quicksand. Oh. And it did exactly that, killing everyone on board. Oh my god. So that's all that's a horrible story. Yeah, that Here is like a where nightmare. the ghosty stuff kind of comes yeah. in. Fifty years later to the day, a fellow sailor said that he saw a ship fitting the description of the Lady Lovey Bond headed toward the direction of those same dangerous sands. And so and he, he could hear the sound of partying. It seemed like it was there was a celebration on board. The wedding. Right, the wedding. And so he called a dispatch team to, to investigate and be like, hey, they're heading right toward a really dangerous area if you can do whatever boat people do to intercept. Um, and so they tried to get in touch and see if there's anybody there to help and they found nothing wow then 
this happened again and again every 50 years. Oh. Like in between, nada. Every 50 years, somebody's seeing the Lady Lovey Bond yeah. out and about. Um, the last sighting of it was in 1948 when it was reported to have been seen with a green glow around it. So then in 1998, by that time, even though it happened, you know, extremely infrequently, the legend was well known enough that a ton of people headed to the area where you could maybe see it. This is exactly what I would want to do. Absolutely. If this is, if this is going to happen, if there's going to be a ghost ship here. I'm going to get eyes on it. Let's take a peek. Absolutely. Let's get a good look at you. Mm-hmm. See that green, gr- green glow. That flowing um, green. <laughs> they see the boat flowing green across the seas. <laughs> um, they saw nothing, unsurprisingly. But I guess we'll just have to see what happens in 2048, because that's the next time. Well, it doesn't sound good if it didn't show up in 1998. It's not sounding Maybe great. Maybe because it was seen glowing green, fl- flowing green, right. sorry. Right, In 48. Maybe those that, that was like some sort of like death knock. Maybe it served its purpose on the seas for right. however many. How, when did it go down? It 17? was uh, yeah, seventeen. You know, whatever. Two hundred seventeen forty-eight trapped yeah. on the seas. Yeah. Maybe they finally ascended to somewhere else. Yeah, maybe. That was it. And it became a popular legend because it was right before Valentine's Day that this happened, oh, February 13th. Yeah. It was also a love-based, you know, horror story. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so it's apparently like a, a kind of fun legend in England that people are aware of. A love-based horror story. That sounds yeah. like it would go on a poster. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is a love-based horror story. Yeah. Um, okay, this next one I love. I think this is so cool. This is, the, this is about the Caliuche ship. Okay. Um, so it's part of Chilote mythology, which comes from the people of the Chile archipelago and reflects the importance of the sea in their lives. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? Archipelago? Archipelago. Archipelago. Sure. Yeah. That sounds good. I almost, by the way. My I, name is Archipelago. <laughs> I googled how to say Caliucci, and at first I clicked on the wrong link that tells you how to pronounce it in French, and so it was like Caliuche, and so I was like, huh, that wasn't what I was expecting, because I pretty much thought it was Caliuche, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm really glad that before I closed the Google window, I saw the word French, and I saw Spanish above it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to click on that one. Tony, the French are trying to hack our machines. I know. Got us all to switch to their way. Caliuche? Caliuche? I don't think so. So this is very cool. So this is really a a ghost of a ship. This whole ship is a ghost itself. It's said to be a gleaming white ship with like super tall, huge masts with giant sails up. Reading about it gave me the freaked out feeling that I get about like humongous things like Godzilla. Just for a second, I felt a thrill of like, that's huge. Yikes. Um, And lights and music are seen and heard from it, suggesting that there's a party going on. So There's like, always a party on these ghost these ships. People are always partying. So a ship will see it from really far away and be like, oh, cool. There's a party going on on that ship. But then if they get too close, it just disappears. Cool. So the legend is either that it you know, disappears into thin air or perha- perhaps it goes under the surface and it can s- continues the party just down below. Oh. Um, this is because the ship itself has its own consciousness. The ship itself is its own being. And it doesn't usually feel like messing with the living. So if anybody's getting too close, they're like, I don't want to deal with you. 
they just go away. We're on our own trip. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, the Caliuche prefers to bring the bodies of sailors who died at sea aboard so it can reanimate them to man the ship and keep it sailing and oh. keep this whole party going. So it is just skimming for people who have died under other circumstances, but then it'll take them on and make them into like zombie. You've joined the crew. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that also is what happens with Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. He sort of is the afterlife for people who die on the seas. Oh, okay. He'll come to them and say, like, will you serve 100 years before the mast? Yeah, Or yeah. will you die? Yeah. Will you go to the, the, the you wherever know, watery you go. depths? Or, yeah, wherever you go. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or will you live aboard my ship? And it's yeah. sort of like a, a, a horrible fate to befall 100 right. years of servitude. I don't think that there is any number that's like, you know, yeah. that the people on the, the uh, Cali UJ can look to be like, all right, at least we'll be free after then. Yeah. But also, I wonder if that's kind of an enduring legend, like the same way that you were saying that like the 100 years of serving the devil devil and gathering souls, yeah, maybe yeah. that's something that occurs maybe. over and over again. Maybe like all over the world, there are different legends where there's something, whether it's a person like Davy, well, he's not really a person, but you know what I mean, a figure like Davy Jones or a ghost ship like picks up sailors to kind of operate this new other ship. I like it. Just I mean, it's a fun idea. It works common for me. legends. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think it's awesome. Um, so they, oh no, excuse me. So also aboard, there are three creatures who are from Chilote mythology. It's two sisters and a brother who are the children of the king and queen of the sea. One of the sisters is uh, Serena Chilota, who's basically similar to a mermaid. Another is Pinkoya, a water spirit. And then there's Pinkoy, the brother. So they team up to bring the drowned seamen to the Caliuche. Uh, they'll occasionally kidnap living mariners to make them work on the boat. And when they do, they have a different form than the just like zombie reanimated seamen. They turn into a Chilote legendary creature called an Imbuche. And this is wild i just okay. i just direct quoted from or excuse me in 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 bunche in bunche okay uh, i just direct quoted from wikipedia about this the Imbunche is a deformed human with its head twisted backwards, along with having twisted arms, fingers, nose, mouth, and ears. The creature walks on one foot or on three feet, actually one leg and two hands, because one of its legs is attached to the back of its neck. It has blue skin and sharp teeth. The Imbunche cannot talk and communicates only by guttural, rough, and unpleasant sounds. Unpleasant sounds. I can't even picture what no. this looks like, really. Like, your your arms, fingers, nose, mouth, and ears are all twisted. You know I like that. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. Eyes not. Eyes forward. Eyes forward. Okay. Those can keep moving, but yeah. everything else is just kind of warped. And I guess the leg is just like a useless appendage. That's coming very out of the strange. Back of its yeah. head? It's coming out of the back of its head or it sort of just like loops up like a Let teapot. It's, it says it's attached to the back of its neck. Yeah, I assume that it means it's like coming out of the bottom of the torso, but then the foot comes up and is attached. Oh. To That's what I picture anyway. I don't know. Maybe you're right. The only picture of an Mbunche I saw was um, a sculpture that looked pretty old. So yeah. you couldn't like super make it out, but it had a grimace. It was like a freaky looking Weird. thing. Cool. Um, I would encourage I people to maybe look that up. Yeah. And I want to point out now, phonetically, this kind of spells I'm Bunchy. 
<laughs> and these creatures do certainly sound like they're bunched up. Is there some sort of Latin root thing happening here? Definitely. I'm Bunchy. I'm Bunchy. I'm all Bunchy. Hard to say. Um, (laughs) So occasionally, another Chilote figure whose name is Brujo Chilote joins the party. And they use a creature called Cabello Marino Chilote to climb aboard, which is essentially a water horse. Okay. Which you talked about once on Guides the Unknown. They're like... Um, I think they're kind of exactly what they sound like, right? Yeah. It's like a horse that is aquatic somehow. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think there's a little more to it than that. I think that's probably it, right? It's aquatic somehow. Yeah. No, but it's like kind of, yeah. you know, it's fishy. Yes, it's fishy. It's a fishy it's horse. It's a fishy horse. Um, so, so Brujo Chilote is like a warlock bad guy. And to tell you the truth, I kind of had a hard time finding info about like just the one character, Brujo Chilote, yeah. because it seems like also in Chilote mythology that this is just kind of a category of bad guy. There are like multiple Brujo Chilote, um, but for the Caliuche legend, it makes him sound like a, sig- a singular big bad, and okay. I wasn't sure what his deal is, but I still like the idea of it. Sure. Um, it's thought that the legend came about as the result of early Spanish ships and uh, European explorers sailing around the area because those huge ships sailing around for people who haven't seen anything like that before must have been quite a sight. Oh, yeah. And so I can see how you would scarify that and legends and myths would be born around it. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we've often talked about, but any sort of uh, uh, huge advancement in technology or society, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody is going to get it right away or be on board or maybe you're blindsided by it and you go, what right. the hell is that? What does this mean? tell a story about it to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. That's how we digest progress. Yeah. So it makes sense. Absolutely. So that is the the story of the Caliuche ship. Um, That's really wild. I think it's so fun. Like as soon as I came across it, I was super duper into it. I love the idea that there's a party happening on deck and that when it goes beneath the water, the party is still happening. Yeah. It just is kind of blooping out of sight because it doesn't feel like dealing with your human bullshit. It's just always what that ship is doing. And I also, they don't elaborate. stop. No, the party doesn't stop. They don't elaborate on a elaborate on it a ton because i guess you don't really need to but i love the idea that the ship is like sentient itself right like it's its own thing it's not that they're just like brujo chilote who has commanded a ship and is gathering souls the ship itself is its has its own consciousness this is what i do yeah i pilot around the seas and i carry things i collect things right and maybe it influences people psychically even though it's a ship that can't speak or something you know there's a weird thing of like i need people to crew me Right. You know, that that's kind of weird where it's like, yes. I need somebody to pilot me, so I better collect soul. Like, that's kind of odd, but in an interesting yeah. way. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess it's, it. you know, pe- <laughs> so people need help sometimes, and, that's like, true. they still have consciousnesses and, like, sure. things that they want to do. So I guess similarly, like, maybe the Caliuche has all kinds of abilities that it can do, but some me. that it can't. And so me. to fill in those gaps... Yeah. It skims these dead, uh, you know, semen and gets them to do it. Sure. I mean, also nautical, there are sharks that have, like, symbiotic relationships with smaller fish that will, like, eat the plaque on their teeth and stuff like that. Really? I guess that's right. I haven't thought about that in, like, forever. Oh, yeah. And then they just don't eat the fish, huh? Because they need them. To their benefit, they need them. Right. Yeah. Boy, that's scary. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. The the sea is 
scary. It's extremely scary. Yeah. Um, they're finding new stuff all the time. My friend Katie just sent me like a new creature they found under the sea that basically looks like a weird, like angular balloon that has like lights inside of it with like a long tail. Oh, it's very. Just leave it alone. I know. Leave should, it down there. Just get the hell out of there. I look think. at this. Yeah. No. Says scientist. No, I don't want it. It's I don't weird. want to anger it. No, don't make it mad. Um, so for the last thing I'll mention, it's a real quickie, okay. um, but it's bringing us back to the land of reality, and it's a, I think it might be arguably the f- most famous ghost ship in the um, the sense that it's used not supernaturally, which is a ship that's found like without its crew, just like sailing the movie out ghost there. Ship. Yeah. Yes, and just like what the hell's going on? This is the Mary Celeste. Right. Um, so it was found floating in the sea without its crew in the 1800s. And um, I feel like in a way it's somewhat Roanoke-esque just as, just in that it's known for being this like total mystery. These people just completely disappeared. And I feel like it could be mentioned in the same breath, but just yeah. in a, a seafaring way, except that we basically know what happened in Roanoke, right. um, as you told us in episode 159, uh, which they is left still so bonkers to me. Turns out There's really no mystery. There's no mystery. We're all good. It's such a cool story. I still get it. I still want to hear variations of it. It's oh, fine sure. with me. I want to see Croatoan carved into stuff i love that word itself is so freaky it feels like a word that intends something that we can't figure out like the word itself is a portal unfortunately it turns out there's a croatoan island and so for all intents and purposes they were leaving a note saying where they went to this colony of roanoke they're not lost they went to croatoan it's a humongous no duh and i love it um but there isn't really an agreed upon answer for the mary celeste uh, it was found without its lifeboat, and there was a six-month supply of food and drink on board, huh. but no inhabitants were ever found. And it's still just an unsolved mystery. It was on Unsolved Mysteries. I of gotta course. tell, I don't think I, I listened to Euphemet cover it, and we watched part of it on Unsolved Mysteries. But I don't. That's think That's the Queen Mary. The Queen Mary, the Mary yes. Celeste. Is, okay, okay, okay. Yes. All right. The Mary Celeste, there isn't a ton to it. I mean, well, it's not true. There are people who are like I know, super into it. Well, but I love I love the pizza, those small microwave pizza. Oh, that's Mama that's Celeste. That's Mama Celeste. And look, there's no mystery there. Those effing rule. Sorry, I keep getting confused. <laughs> Your head is spinning, just like a Mama Celeste in the microwave. <laughs> that's right. I'll have to I'll have to sample one so I can distinguish the differences. <laughs> Um, so I kind of just wanted to, there's really, there's no resolution. There are people who are super into theorizing about it online. Um, but it's arguably the most famous ghost ship that just showed up without its crew. So I I thought I would touch on it. One of the theories, and it's the one that was put forth by Unsolved Mysteries, but I believe has been disproven since, is an idea that one of the alcohol barrels that was on, on board, like, opened up somehow, and there's some sort of, like, fume problem that could have ignited a fire. Okay. So everybody left on the lifeboat and then just, you know, didn't survive. And it, and it didn't explode. No, and it didn't explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but I think maybe for the time that episode came out, maybe that was one of the main theories. But from my online research, it seems like people don't really think that's the thing. Is that right? Um, but it's super cool. That That is a scary idea. And the idea of just like a boat floating out there that you just come across and have right. to figure out. Right. You may, you may just not have enough clues. No. And even in the 1800s, together. like, you know, they would they would call in somebody else to kind of help them explore it. There was like a 
basically kind of like a, a recovery crew. So the people who came across the ship just on the sea who were other sailors would see it and go aboard and there would be a recovery crew and they're just looking for clues and there's just nothing. There's just nothing. totally deserted. Plenty of food, everything, but it's like the people just vanished. I got nothing. It's just floating out here. It's yeah. just out here alone waiting to be found. Right. You gotta wonder if there are like other things like that out there because we just I'm haven't sure. found them yet and you know? or again below the sea with a freaky sea balloon floating by them yeah that is the thing i i do think that like whatever is at the bottom of the ocean there there must just be countless yeah wrecks and lost things and and bodies like, answers to unsolved things yes, above right mm-hmm. For, like almost definitely yeah for um, sure. uh there was also another case of a ship that was found with no crew aboard mm-hmm it happened in like '96, mm-hmm. San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it turned out that it came from Isla Nublar, the second island for Jurassic Park. Oh my god! And they documented it in a movie called Jurassic Park Two: The Lost World. Well, that you know what—that's a story for another day, I think. And I'm pretty sure the Tyrannosaurus Rex ran around San Francisco. <laughs> I think. Do you remember this? I actually don't think I've seen it. I think at I the end of Jurassic Park Two, a yeah. dinosaur is running around a city. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure. I kind of want to see that. I'm pretty sure. It's been a while. Yeah. But the ship. Is- I really like Jurassic Park, but I have not seen all the sequels. <sighs> I know. I- I've heard they're not great, so I haven't really had a huge fire under my ass, but. I'd like to see a T-Rex, like, running around, seeing for, going up the hills uh, with its uh, little legs. That probably took yeah. forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope it jumped on top of a trolley or something just for efficiency's sake. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, it definitely runs around the city. There was a shot where, like, a little kid wakes up and they're like, Mommy, there's a monster in my backyard. Really? And I think she's like, go to sleep, Timmy. God. And then the dog's barking and the T-Rex is drinking out of their pool. No, it's – does this I'm really happen? I'm pretty sure, Kristen. I'm not lying and I'm pretty sure. I don't know if the, the order of events is right. Wow, I really had no idea that this... I had no idea that a T-Rex like got out of the facility and into the city. I think I always thought they were just wreaking havoc within their facility. I'm pretty sure there are Japanese businessmen who yell Godzilla at it. I'm oh not kidding. God. I'm pretty sure it stomps through a blockbuster. Really? All right, I gotta see this movie. This sounds good to me. I'm pretty sure. All right, let's go watch it. I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, okay. The last thing that I want to say, it's just, you know, a nugget of nothing. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of the Legend of Zelda video game series. And yes. one of the games is called The Wind Waker, and it takes place on the high seas. Throughout the game, you might find people that talk about a ghost ship. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find a chart that charts the phases of the moon. Yeah. And another chart that tells you where to look. Oh, that's cool. So if you cross-reference all these things, you do find a ghost ship. And you can get on board and get, you know, at a... A bunch of money or something. That's but like awesome. it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, I gotta be at the right place at the right time. What phase of is the moon in right now? Yeah. And you do spot like a ghostly ship manifests on the water. That's it, so fun. It's just kind of charming. I love it. You know, that reminds fun. me of a game that I'm a fan of, Animal Crossing, and a feature that I think maybe has since been abandoned <laughs> with a little fox named like Red. Red. I was going to say Fletch, um, who just randomly shows up with his ship to try to sell you bum art. And you he never does. know what's going to happen. I would have loved if I had some sort of by the moon way to track his to comings know. and goings. Well, I'm pretty sure there is a way to know. I think he shows up like every week. Oh, all right. Well, another mystery explained here on That's Guys right. That's what we do here. That's what we do. Thank you very much for listening. We <laughs> hope you enjoyed this exploration of ghost ships and red. It was fun. I, I would yeah. like to talk more. I love. I do love. I like going to the ocean. 
Mm-hmm. I love a maritime story. Yeah, I do too. There's something that's very classic about yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's and, it. And comforting mm-hmm. in a way. Send us your ghost ship recommendations. Always. Or, or your nautical knowledge. If you know those the lore behind the one soul for a hundred souls mm-hmm. story. If you if you can answer some of these questions that we've raised on this episode, please reach out to us. Yeah. GTTUpod at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you thought of Ghost Ship. I was sort of hoping that there were going to be a bunch of sequels. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm surprised there are. No, there are no sequels Wow, to I'm Ghost actually Ship. really surprised. I, I was expecting thought, there to be. I absolutely huh. thought that, like, just, like, Joyride. Yeah, totally. There are, like, five Joyride movies yes. or something like that. I and thought, they're, like, from the same era. Exactly. Huh. It just feels like of the same absolutely. world. Absolutely. I thought I was going to be watching, like, Ghost Ship 4. Yeah, I'm shocked. Because I would this. do it. I don't care. I know. I basically watched Ghost Ship the second we finished last week. I know, episode. I know. <laughs> I bounced all over it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, that, oh, well. that's going to do it for us. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Please make sure that uh, if you enjoyed this episode, you tell people about it, spread the word, uh, post links, share stories. Mm-hmm. You can also review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'd love it if you would consider giving yeah, us a five-star review. Yeah, we super appreciate it. Uh, follow us online at GTTUPod. Find links to everything we do, GTTUPod.com. You'll find links to uh, our uh, merchandise on Tee Public. You'll find links to our P.O. box, how to get in touch with us, every previous episode we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And if you sign up to Patreon.com slash GTTUPod, find a size that fits, yeah. you'll get dozens of shows on the spot. And more regularly as we go forward. Yep, every single ding-dong week. And we can't thank you enough to the people that do back us. That yeah. We greatly appreciate big it. We time, hope that you're time. enjoying it. Yes. Uh, you can also follow us online, by the way. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So we'll be back next week for more spooky stories. Probably not on the high seas. Probably not. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go wait. Float we. Float we. On the sea. (laughs) On the sea. (laughs) I'm floating away. It's got me. Catch me, catch me. I always was afraid of being pulled out in the ocean. Do you remember going to the beach and they would say, like, if you go out too far? Yeah. Or, like, you'd try to swim back to the shore and you could feel the water sort of pulling you. The ocean's kind of freaky. It's pretty freaky. I don't really like going in it. Nah. I did travel all the way to India for work once. We walked out on a beach to the Indian Ocean. Everyone took their shoes off, their socks off, dipped their toes in the Indian Ocean. That sounds nice. I looked at the water and then looked down at my shoes and was like, ah. Do I want to take off my shoes, really? I just didn't feel like it. No, I get that. So I turned around and left. I get that. And then everybody was like, you... You could have like sampled your toes could have sampled I mean, water from the other side. Water. Of the, yeah, it's just water. Yeah. No, I completely get that. If I felt like taking my shoes off, then sure, but if I'm like, I don't really feel like doing that. I don't want my coworkers do looking you, at my Do you feet. regret? No. Didn't you get like a pedicure or something before you went because there was a possibility of shoes off? I doubt it. Yes, no. I, I think you were gonna have to wear sandals at some point. What? I could be wrong. I I did have to take my shoes off to go into a, a temple that was like a thousand I years old. I think you like, maybe you get a pedicure, but you, or maybe you did. I don't know. But I remember like your feet being taken care of was a concern. You're thinking of George Costanza's No, father. I'm not. I'm not. You're constantly well, getting I'm already, us confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking of him. But <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe you just did it yourself at home, but. Do it yourself. Pedicure. You groomed him. Well, you got to trim your toenails. Absolutely. I've had two pedicures in my life. Mm-hmm. The first one ever, not to bring us down, but it was right after Karen and dad died. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is going to cheer people up. 
So I went for it. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, I remember this. There were with like Allie and yes. Mom and I authentically I was, was there too. You were there? Yeah. I authentically was squirming as they jammed like metal sticks under my toenails. I remember you hated it. And yeah. I remember people chuckling. I was like, it gave people a chuckle. That's good. Yeah. I don't remember why I did it a second time. I would do a third. Maybe it was India. I'll threaten you. Really? I would do a I'll third. I'll go with you for a pedicure. I'll, let's go get a pedicure. Really? Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. <laughs>